0: Welcome to Chief's Chat, a look at public safety issues and initiatives in the city of Crystal, a fully developed Northwest suburb of Minneapolis in Minnesota.
1: We are your hosts, Chief Stephanie Revering. And Chief Sarah Larson with the West Metro Fire Rescue District. In our last
0: podcast, we discussed our holiday events along with winter safety. And this month, as many of our listeners may know, Sarah, is Women's History <laughs> Month. Last year during this time, we had the pleasure of having Officer Lauren Roll along with Firefighters Krista Nielsen and Alicia Wolfman to discuss what it is like to be a female in a male-dominated field. And today we have the honor and privilege of having the new Hope Mayor, Kathy Hemkin, along with Crystal City Council Members, Therese Kaiser and Tracy Kamish. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. This is really exciting for Sarah and I because it's very rare that we have all females in the room. Sorry, Mike. Um, because normally normally our guests really is probably people from our departments, right? And most of them are men. So it's really exciting for us to have all of these great women in the same room together. Probably since last year. I, it was probably a year ago that we had women in the room. And so because it is March... And because it is Women's History Month, this is why you're all here today. And so I'm going to throw out a question. Any one of you can chime in. All of you can chime in, whatever it is like. But who is the most influential woman that you know that inspired you?
2: Well, let me start off. Uh, this is Kathy Hemken. Um Ann Rest and, uh, was just um, just amazing. She took me under her wing when I was about 30. And uh, showed me how to be a politician, showed me how to uh, listen, uh, taught me how to keep my mouth shut when I needed to do that, <laughs> and just just really uh, mentored me for years and years and years. So I'm very thankful to her for doing that.
0: And Senator Russ has been a long-term senator for, for Crystal New Hope area for,
2: it's got to be over 40 years. and uh, Let's not date her, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she'd probably be really mad at me for yeah, saying that. But I think
3: so. I think around 2000. She was, was in it? the house. Remember, Ember Rashkat Young was the senator from this area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she took when Ember stepped down. She but ran for that seat. So I'm thinking late 90s, so early 2000s. Okay, yeah, a long makes, time. That but makes sense. Yeah.
1: But prior to that, she was in the house. And the house she was right in the right house,
2: house. Yeah. correct? So, so awesome. she's had a long political career. Yeah, she she tried, she tried to teach me accounting because she's a, <laughs> she's an accounting major. That didn't work so well. But she
3: used to teach at Armstrong. <laughs> she she, she, that's she right, was she a high school a teacher. teacher. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. she is amazing.
0: Mayor, I get the accounting piece that didn't. Numbers aren't my forte either. If you were to ask me about my budget, it would be a little <laughs> disturbing. I,
2: I, actually, I don't balance my checkbook. Yeah. When I think I run out of money, I just use the other one. <laughs> it, it all works out. I love it. I love it.
0: How about you, Councilmember Kaiser? Kaiser?
3: Uh, thanks. This is Therese. Um, the most influential woman I know is my mom. She has been, uh, she died four years ago, a couple days after I was sworn in the first time. She uh, went to college in the 40s, which was unusual, married my dad, had a whole bunch of kids, stayed home for 20 years, and then she started working on a second bachelor's degree and a master's, and she drove 60 miles for her classes. She started a a social services department at a hospital, and when she... Retired 17 years later, she had a staff of eight underneath her. She was elected at national boards for hospital social workers. She broke the mold. That is awesome. And raised 10 kids. I was one of 10. So she she truly is the most influential woman I know. That is super cool. That is super neat. Councilmember Gamish.
4: Yes, this is Tracy. Um, Therese stole my thunder. I was going (laughs) to say my mom as well. Um, Growing up, you know, we, we didn't have a whole lot of money at all, and uh, my mom could, she could squeeze a penny, and boy, we, we never knew that we were poor as kids growing up, so that was huge for me, and she was just, she was a strong woman, like, just all the things that we went through, you know, we lost a house, foreclosure, stuff like that, um, and she, she was always strong. She never made us feel like um, we were lacking in anything, and... You know, she she worked in materials in the hospital setting and um, retired. And she's I think she's busier now in retirement than when she was working. So she does a lot of volunteer work. Um, She's just she was always a soft landing and just a strong influence. And that was yeah, that was very influential and
0: inspiring to me. That was great. Sarah, I'm going to ask you the same question because I know that I want to answer this one, too. So <laughs> I I know that you have a strong female person that you're going to tell us about.
1: Well, I'm going to keep going right along <laughs> <laughs> the council members. And it was my mother. She uh, was an incredibly strong woman. She was an executive administrator of a synagogue, which was a completely male-dominated role. And she was a single mother. She raised me... To not have any question that I could do anything, I put my mind to. And she was my biggest cheerleader and supporter throughout my entire life.
0: That's awesome. So I'm going to go a little different direction and say my grandmother. So my paternal grandmother was a five-foot-tall Italian immigrant (laughs) and came over from Italy with... With her dad, because her mother died in Italy, and her dad brought over six children, uh, They he dropped them off in the Duluth orphanage because he knew he wouldn't be able to take care of all the kids. And so my grandmother was raised by nuns, and the only thing that my great-grandfather told the nuns was make sure if that you don't adopt out any of these kids unless it's all of them to one family. And of course, back in you know 1908 that was going to be completely impossible so she was raised in an orphanage until the age of 15 and then she left met my grandfather they then had five children. One of them was my father. But then my grandfather died at a very um, young age from a heart attack. My dad was only six years old or eight years old at the time. So my grandmother raised five kids on her own and ran a bar in a tiny <laughs> town in Litchfield, Minnesota. Oh, and, wow, that's crazy! Isn't that nuts? And so when um, and then she never remarried until my brother was born. So years later, and when her kids were all adults and had children of their own, and so. What what my grandmother told me was this, and she said to me at a very young age, she said, "Steph, whatever it is you choose to do in life, you will be able to do." And so what? And I, you know, from that day on, and I never knew I wanted to be a cop at a young age, but when she told me that, I thought you know, she's right. I can do whatever I want to do. And, and so I was very fortunate that she was uh, able to see me become a police officer and never, never was able to become, you know, see me become a police chief because she she'd already passed. But um, I know that she's, she's remembering, you know, the, the greatness that, um, that she did throughout her life. So I think it's great that all of us have these inspirational women in our lives that, uh, that helped us. So I'll turn it back over to one of you and ask the question about um, listing three important qualities women should have and three important qualities men should have, and then the difference between the two. And if you don't have three, it's okay. One, two.
2: <laughs> well, I want to I tell you about a little T-shirt I have. It says, Strong Women. May you be one, may you know one, and may you raise one. I love it. And I think that's a quality that that women, strong women, have, is that they they tend to nurture and, and help raise other strong women. Okay. Um, I don't necessarily see that in men, but nope. Don't don't want to mention that. <laughs> 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 like all like all people, we we need to be honest. We need to be uh, fair. Um, I don't always see that uh, in males either. They're, uh, I think they're more focused on their own careers, where I think women are focused on other women's careers, and they seem to help them more. Yeah.
0: And just other... Um, the, nurt- the nurturing, right? I mean, I, so I was never... I was never lucky enough to be a parent. I became a step parent, which was great. And now I'm a grandparent, which is phenomenal. But I think even if you're, even that, even though I didn't raise children, I still have that nurturing. Like it's just, I don't know if it's just embedded in all of us women, but we tend to be more nurturers, yeah. right? Where,
2: where men yeah.
0: don't necessarily have that. Some do, but I don't think, I don't think it's
2: a natural quality. I think men are more protectors. Yes. Yes. Correct. And, and women are, are more nurturers. Yeah.
4: Yep. Yeah, I, I said uh, for women, determination, passion, and courage. Um, because obviously if they go out into the workforce, which is more male-dominated, they have to have the drive, they have to have the courage and the determination. Um, and then for men, I just said integrity, um, determination, and compassion. And I just feel, you know, as women, in I, I agree, they're more naturally caregivers. Men are more um, protectors or... Um, you know, they they, they want to pr- protect their family and and whatnot, and so I just feel that men obviously need integrity in that role, um, because their family relies on them, mm-hmm. and they need compassion. They have to soften the edges a little bit too. Yep. So, yep,
3: agreed. Couldn't agree more. I n- not to say that men and women are the same because they're not, but I didn't have separate qualities for the two genders. I was thinking compassion and reflectiveness is important to me because I think we all need to think about our own behaviors and and how that happened in context, whether you're parenting or working or sitting on city council. Um, I think that's important. And uh, um, respectfulness. When people treat each other respectfully, it goes a long way. And I think that's important for both men and women
0: so agreed. I agree
3: I think that caring
1: honesty and empathy are incredibly important traits that many women have that go far beyond what men have at least in the workforce I think that that's very important Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that that is one thing that is talked about a lot in law enforcement is the difference between women in policing and men in policing, right? And, and one of the main things that we always say is the uh, caring and compassion piece. Again, not to say that my, my male cops are phenomenal. They truly are, and they do have compassion. But I have seen a difference whenever I'm with one of our female cops on a call and I see the more, you know, Nurturing, calming, you know, let's let's try to be caring style versus you know more of the the problem solver. And the women are problem solvers as well. But I mean, it's just a different way of handling things. And it's um again why we need more women in policing, firefighting, elected officials, all of that. It just is a more well balanced team. Um, and I'm sure you all agree with that. So. <laughs> Um, okay, so let's ask this question of all of you. Do you know? Well, of course you do. You know <laughs> who women. are we sitting with? Yeah, who are we sitting with? Here, here's the question. Here's the question. Now, obviously, all of you know who who works women who work in government or as elected official. But the question: Why is it important for women to contribute
2: to these fields? Well, I think we come by uh, we come by it naturally. We've got a different set of agendas than the men do. Uh, I, I know a lot of women in government, whether it's, it's city councils or mayors or uh, like Anne, Rest, and they, uh, they're they looking at different kinds of things, except Ann is, is really into uh, a tax reform, and that's typically more of a, a male approach, but that's just her her strong point. But I, I see women in government as uh, they kind of stick together and they kind of help each other, it's very difficult sometimes to uh, over talk if there's a man there. Uh, they tend to just talk a little louder. It, it's um, Sometimes it's better just to listen, but there are times when you have to just assert it and, and say, my turn to talk.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, I love that.
0: I don't seem to have that problem. I, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a I. I think like, I mean, I need to learn to listen more. And that that's probably for me, one of my my biggest and I've said this all along in the 26 years I've been in policing, but my my biggest character flaw is that I'm I'm not a good listener. And I've learned over the years to become a better listener, because I always felt that I had to. I had to insert myself because I wasn't being listened to, right? And so I, I felt like I had to always have the louder voice because I felt like I wasn't necessarily being being listened to. Not saying that that was true, but that's how I felt, right? So um, so I understand that completely.
4: It wasn't just the Italian gene in you. It
0: could have been. <laughs> so you start a podcast. Right, so I started. right Exactly. Started a podcast so people could listen to me. And yes, it's probably the Italian gene that maybe I'm a little hot tempered. But <laughs> um, how about you two? Do you, I mean, do you feel that? Um, well, what is it that you feel that women contribute to politics and the elected positions that you hold?
3: Different skill sets, as we've been talking about, women just are more naturally empathetic more naturally caregivers um, that's important C- certainly assertiveness and aggressiveness can be both male and female traits but men let's all agree men get away with it a lot easier than women do <laughs> so <true. laughs> but sometimes you need somebody to come in and just take charge and this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it kind of thing um, but wait a minute what about this? Yeah. So both are important, and I feel like I'm rambling. Um. <laughs> You're not rambling. I love
0: that you said assertiveness and aggressiveness, right? Because men are assertive, and women are told that they're aggressive, right? Absolutely. I mean, right. I mean, like, I mean, right, Sarah?
1: Because, like, if well, it's like. No. Stop being aggressive.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And
2: yay, good for being very assertive. Yep, yeah. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Yep. Exactly. So people
2: tell me I'm aggressive, I say thank you very much. I love it. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I always say
0: I'm not being aggressive,
2: I'm being assertive,
0: right? I mean it it which is the same thing that the men are It is. Yeah. So that I yeah, I'm glad you brought those two words up because it's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, are, we kind of already touched on this a little bit. When Therese said it, but do you think that men and women are just generally different?
2: Oh, yes, thank you. They are. <laughs> <laughs> well, we really do need to be different. Yep. Because if, if it was the world was run strictly by women, it would not be much different than when the world was run strictly by men. Yep. A lot doesn't get done. Yep. So I think we, we kind of complement each other, uh, and that's a good thing. And we are different, we just approach the same problem in two different ways, and I think it gives you two uh, sets of values and two sets of statements to look at when you're trying to decide a problem. And the other part of that is uh, women tend to listen more because usually when there's a problem, it's not the problem that they're trying to, what they're so mad about. You can't get that mad over a pothole. The problem is underneath that, and so the more we listen, the more we can get to what the real problem is, and once we know what the real problem is, we might be able to help with that, and the pothole is just a secondary.
0: I'm guessing the mayor might be hearing a lot about potholes. I am.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Tracy, what do you think? Um, Yeah, I think there's differences. I mean... It's the nature versus nurture, or, you know, the men are more nature-inspired, whatever, Um, women more nurturing. But, you know, women can multitask and wear many hats. And so, you know, you got the mama bear side, where if they're passionate about something, they know how to go after that. But, you know, they, they also... You know, in the workforce, women are more sympathetic to family issues. Sick child, um, you know, maybe a child is has a play or something. Yeah. So they're they're more understanding of that, which kind of plays into the empathy piece too, I think. But um, yeah, women, there's there's differences, and I just think I think it's good. I think the the softness of one kind of softens the hardness of another, and it
1: balances it. And yeah,
0: Sarah she's—I can tell she's looking at me. She's looking at me, going, "I have something."
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Mine's mine's about tools. <laughs> to be really honest with you, like in the fire service, like it's a completely male-dominated mm-hmm. service, and and right, rightfully it's it's kind of designed that way. But um, I always say it's so good to have women in the fire service because they don't break things. <laughs> <laughs> Men, <laughs> all the men in the department are just like, oh, just use it, do whatever. It's broken, leave it in. And I think it's because they were taught to fix them. Yeah. Yeah. And and everything I touch doesn't break. You know what I mean? And so many of the women in that work for me or for the department, it's the same for them. It's uh. it, it's pretty incredible the difference of how we're brought up. Yeah. And what skills you can bring to the job and how having men and women makes a more encompassing whole
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. women tend to put things away <laughs> that too When they're <laughs> done using them <laughs> and clean things It's
1: like my son when he used to like, Let's say there was a pot of a, a potted plant on a table and my son would walk by and there'd be dirt and leaves <laughs> and everything all around it and my daughter would walk by and it there's a little flutter of the leaves you know what I mean it's completely <laughs> right. different right
0: right yeah what about trees do you think that is true
3: certainly there are differences both are important <laughs> nothing else needs to be said <laughs> so I will I will say
0: this and my husband and he'll be okay with me saying this but when you brought up multitasking that women women can juggle a lot of balls right not to say men can't however I can talk about my husband he cannot he is not a multitasker and he's he definitely admits it and he'll watch me or his sister or or when their mom was alive, and just watch us going, I don't understand how you can just sit there and do all of that at once. Because he's very much a, he holds a piece of paper in his hand, he looks down at it, and if I start talking to him, he just, he he seriously freezes. Like he, Okay, so he puts the piece of paper down and then looks at me, and I said, you know, I just want to ask one thing. I don't need you to drop the what you're doing. And he goes, no, I, I, I have to if I'm going to. You know, answer your question, and I'm like, that is the weirdest. I mean, really, you can't you can't answer my question and then just keep going with what you're doing. But he can't. He can't do it. And again, is that because of that's just him and that's his makeup, right? Because Mike is nodding right now. Mike, our producer, is nodding (laughs) because again, right, men, men can multitask. That's not what I'm saying. But there are differences. And women, there are some women who can't multitask, right? But that is a fundamental difference that I notice between at least my husband and I.
4: Same. My husband is exactly the same.
2: Yeah. You know, a lot of times when you look at what gets brought up in the Senate and the House, um, women are typically the one that that looks for child care. Women are typically the ones that are are doing the health care for the child. Those are things that the women are passionate about. The men are passionate about uh, that new bridge that needs to get built yeah. or that road that <laughs> road sign that needs to get put up. Yeah. So they're looking at things in a different manner, and thank goodness there's, there's two of us looking at it. Yeah. So I think that's really important to have both at the table okay. all the time. Uh, it's just who's running the meeting is yeah. Yeah, important. Because things get done when... Women are running the meetings. <laughs> Poor Mike, he's probably feeling his testosterone drain right, as he right. speaks. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right.
0: There's a reason we didn't give you a mic. Okay, well to wrap up, because I know we're probably getting close in time. So, what what are the final things that you want to say about just a the fact that it's it's March and Women's History Month, and B, you know. With your elected positions, again, the importance of having men and women at the table, but why women are so important in these roles. Any one of you can start.
2: Well, I, I think I think women tend to uh, uh, mentor other women. However, um, when I find a, a younger male that is a good potential as a, an elected, I will help that male and mentor that male because I th- I think he would be good for the role. So I try really hard not to uh, just surround myself with strong women but uh, strong men too because I think I think we need both in our society. I agree
4: with that too. And you know it's it's amazing you think back not that long ago but women had pretty much no rights, mm-hmm. you know, and so to think that now in the in twenty twenty three, you know, here we're we're sitting women dominated in different power positions and and just having having a month that actually acknowledges the strengths of women. And and to me that that's awesome. That's great. And it's it's good to have role models for little girls that are in these positions and they can they can look at it and go You know, I can do that.
3: I can do anything I want to be. And
4: they're not limited by what society tells them they can and can't do.
3: Mm -hmm. I think it's changing all the time. Life is very different than when I was a kid. Um, And certainly there are things that need to be addressed as far as there's not true equality. There's huge pay inequities, for example. Um, Single moms trying to raise children is challenging because women are, are not paid as as men are that's one issue but we need both at the table Um, brings different skill sets Mm -hmm. and um, we certainly need women at the table absolutely just so glad that uh, society is evolving that way Um, absolutely
0: you know and and Tracy you bring up uh, the fact that it hasn't you know women's equality rights have not been around that long and Mayor Hemkin and, and Fire Chief um, Larson and I just recently sat on a panel where we discussed. They went through the history of, of you know, women and the fact that was it 196. I mean, it was literally like 50 years ago only that you know the women had. I and this is horrible. I can't even remember what it was, but there was like a 1960 or 62. That was an important year. Do you two remember what that was?
2: Yeah. You know, the other thing they, they talked about is, is uh, pay equity. Yes. But well, women are, we're making great strides. We're now paying 77 cents to the dollar that the men are making in the same job. So is this equity? No. Are we getting there? Man, it's slow. Yeah. yeah. But in the jobs that that we're all in, um, there are men doing those jobs, and we're paid equally to those men. It's very difficult to to sit back and say, well, the garbage man should make more money than the... The secretary. It's hard to compare jobs that aren't identical. No. I think we're probably at the same pay rate for identical jobs, uh, but that's that happened in about 1962.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going I think it was pay equity. It
1: was pay equity in 62, yeah. About 100% sure.
0: Well, and then also they, they discussed the, uh, women having the right to vote, right? Cause I mean, initially women <laughs> didn't. And I, you know, and I knew all that obviously, but when, when I saw it the other day on the screen and I'm thinking, are you, wow, I mean, mm-hmm. that is just crazy that it wasn't that long ago.
3: 1920. 20, 1920. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, it's not that long ago, right? I, like, you can bring you
4: can bring the future into the world, right. but you can't vote, right, it's you know?
2: Right, <laughs>
0: so right,
2: right, right, when, when I applied for a loan, I was married. For my first house, I was turned down because my husband had to apply for the loan. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Wow. That yeah. is, that's nuts. And, you know, I'm yeah. 75, so that's like yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't make any sense to me at all.
0: So we have made... Great strides. I mean, we. I mean, with regards to that, you know, at least, and I I think that's that's great and admirable, and I truly believe it's because of the women and men who agreed, right? Who who compromised and were in the same room together, you know, voting on the same bills and deciding all that, right? And so it's fantastic.
2: And a lot of times it was the mothers of those male senators who told them, "Thou thou shalt vote that way." (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Right. That's how we got the Eco Rights Amendment. Right, exactly.
4: Yeah, what's the saying? Behind every great man is a
0: even greater woman or <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> well, we're going to say that now. Right, even if it's right, not exactly. the case, that's so a we're going <laughs> to Right. Sarah, any final closing words from you?
1: No, but it is um, such an honor and pleasure to be in a room w- with all of you. Thank you for mm. all that you do for these communities. It's quite incredible. And I do appreciate you. We,
2: I'm sure you guys feel the same way. We're really pleased to have you, both of you, in the roles that you're in. You know, it's it's so funny when somebody introduces me as the mayor, they look and say, really? You know, <laughs> I'm sure you guys get that too. It's like, well, you certainly can't be the fire chief, and you certainly can't be the police chief. But here we are. Thank goodness. <laughs> here we are.
0: Yes, I echo Uh, Fire Chief Larson Sediments. So thank you all. That's it for our show today. I want to thank you for listening to Chief's Chat. Episodes are released quarterly and are posted on the City of Crystal's website and via social media. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, and other podcast applications. If you have an idea for an episode, feedback, or want to get in touch, you can connect with Sarah or I at any time. You can email me at stephanie.revering at crystalmn.gov. Until next time, take care.